Hello everybody and welcome to Zest Aged Care Hacks. My name is Chris Castles from Zest Financial Solutions and with me today is Jaden Swarbrick, also from Zest. Hi everybody. So today we've decided to do a quick session just on the different fees that you can pay when somebody's moving into an aged care facility. And with increasing life expectancies and improvements in medical technology, we can all expect to live longer and potentially end up in an aged care facility. A lot of people talk about the cost of aged care and it certainly is expensive. The cost of care for somebody in a residential service can be as high as $252.20 per day or around $92,053 per year. But thankfully a lot of those fees are covered by the government. Fees, though, are still very misunderstood. And so today I've got Jaden Swarbrick with me so that he can take us through the different types of fees, what their costs are, and some of the considerations around those fees. So, Jaden, I know you've done a lot of aged care work and um, advised a number of clients in terms of fees and how to manage those fees when moving into aged care. But tell me about your experience with people's understanding of the different fees yeah Chris so most people come in and there is a lot of anxiety around the fees Um, the first thing being the initial accommodation payment which the people receive generally there's a lot of panic around this and around how this will be funded Um, most of the time this is a published rate from the home um, and is normally a large sum of money such as 300,000 350,000 which is quite daunting for people to see Right, so that's the, is that the old bond? It used to be the bond you used to pay when you go in. Yep, so the accommodation payment has replaced the old style bond. Um, and again, while this is a daunting figure for most people, there are alternate options to fund this fee and it doesn't need to be paid as a lump sum necessarily. Okay, that's great to know. So um, when somebody uh, approaches an aged care facility or looks up on the website, they'll see this fee of three or $400,000, $700,000, whatever it is. So that's just the accommodation payment. It's got nothing to do with the ongoing fees? No, so that's just the accommodation payment. Um, As I said, this can be paid in a number of ways. One of these ways is a refundable accommodation deposit. So if you've got the means to pay this up front, um, you can make a full payment of this amount to the home and this will be a refundable via your estate. Um, The other option there is a daily accommodation payment, which is a regular payment to the home based on an interest rate which is calculated daily and generally charged on a monthly basis to the individual. Okay, so with that accommodation payment, in the past there used to be a distinction as to whether you were a low-care resident or a high-care resident as determined by the ACAD assessment. Is that the case now or is there no distinction between that level of care? As far as a care requirement goes, there's no determination of whether you've got low or high care. Um, The main determination with your accommodation payment will be actually your means Um, and there's a low means test which obviously provides some exemption to people if you are under a certain amount of assets otherwise everyone else is treated on the same level regardless of their care required. Okay so let's imagine now we're in the facility and we're looking at the fees that we pay for the care we're receiving in our accommodation. Tell me about those. Yep, so assuming that accommodation payment's all taken care of, there are a couple of main fees which we need to consider. The first of these is the basic daily care fee. 
So this is payable from by all residents, regardless of your means, um, and is set at 85% of the single age pension. Um, this will be indexed quarterly as the pension goes up, as will this fee. Um, as I said, everyone pays this. So if someone goes in with, with no money, they're still gonna have the ability to pay this fee as they're likely to be receiving this Centrelink age pension. Um, the next fee is a means tested fee. So this is the one that, that is determined by your level of income and assets. Um, this is up to $28,087 per year, or there's a lifetime cap of $67,410. And again, this the amount that you'll be payable here is dependent on your income and assets. Okay, so there's, there's two main fees there, the basic daily care fee, which everybody pays really no matter what, and that's linked to the pension. And then there's the means-tested fee, which is really where they assess both your income and assets, not one or the other, because in the old days, there used to be one test and another test. Yeah, that's correct. So it's an assessment of both, um, and they take everything into consideration. So you may have, for instance, a rental property that the value of the asset might not be worth much, but it's producing a high income. That income will be counted. Okay, great. That's good to know. So, Jaden, the other thing that I've come across, and uh, certainly with clients, is where they've been able to have things like Wi-Fi in the facility, maybe a glass of wine. So are those included in the fees that you've already taken us through, or are there some um, extra fees that people have to pay for that? Yeah, Chris, so with that situation, there is an extra fee, and it's actually called the additional service fee. So this does cover additional things such as, as you said, Foxtel, Wi-Fi, um, a glass of wine or a beer with dinner, just things that wouldn't be considered a basic need for whoever the person requiring care is. Okay, thanks Jaden. Is there anything else in relation to fees that we should cover here just on a cursory basis that you can think of? Um, one of the big things for that, well, that we see with people coming in is there's generally a lot of panic around the time when a loved one is going in um, and they're under the impression that they need to have the fee and how they're going to fund the fee sorted prior to actually entering care. This isn't the case. You've actually got 28 days from when someone enters care to determine how you're going to pay that accommodation payment, which does give you that little bit of extra time. So although it is a stressful time, there is that little bit of leeway with the time, which does reduce the pressure on the family as such. Okay, great. But I guess uh, planning can never be commenced too early with this sort of stuff, especially around some of the other considerations. No, definitely not. So as a last resort, funding funding care at a late stage is can be quite difficult. Um, ensuring everything's in order well and truly before care is actually a consideration for anyone. It does make the whole situation a lot easier. And you can actually plan things better to get a more beneficial outcome for all parties involved. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, Jaden and everybody if you want to download a fact sheet go to our website www.zestfinancialsolutions and go to the resources page and you'll be able to download a fact sheet which covers the basics around the fees and just before we sign off it's important to point out that financial aspects are only one consideration when preparing for care it's more important to find the right care service at the right time and consider the fees later. Your available options may depend on your family arrangements and your health requirements, but if your finances are carefully planned, you'll have more choices and greater control over where and how you live and receive care. So that's probably a fairly important point um, because a lot of people do get tied up with the fees when they're only one part of the whole equation.
So thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time.